A little background on our scripture before we get to the reading. Our scripture reading is from the last chapter of the gospel according to John, which closes out this gospel. You can think of it like an epilogue. The story has ended, and yet we get one more chapter. This epilogue happens after a series of extraordinary events. We have Jesus's ministry on earth. We have his crucifixion, which includes Peter's denial. We have the resurrection. And then we have Jesus's appearance at the empty tomb to Mary Magdalene, and then we have his appearance to the disciples in the locked room where poor Thomas happens to be absent that day. And then we have his appearance again while Thomas is there, and Jesus invites Thomas to touch and believe. And now we will hear what happens a little while later. Reading from John 21, 1 through 14, as recorded in the Common English Bible. Later, Jesus himself appeared again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. This is how it happened. Simon Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two other disciples were together. Simon Peter told them, I'm going fishing. They said, we'll go with you. They set out on a boat, but throughout the night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize it was Jesus. Jesus called to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, No. He said, Cast your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they did. And they were, there were so many fish that they couldn't haul in the net. Then the disciple, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard it, heard that it was the Lord, he wrapped his coat around himself, for he was naked, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they weren't far from the shore, only about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you've just caught. Simon Peter got up and pulled the net to shore. It was full of large fish, 153 of them. Yet the net hadn't broken even with so many fish. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples could bring themselves to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. 
Praise be to God. Last weekend, I was on vacation, and I went camping with my family at the river nearby, Duncan's Mills. And um, my daughter and I, on our last day there, went down to the beach in the morning, and we were the, the only people there on the beach. The water was warm enough to get in, and it was really beautiful. And where we were camping, there's a little beach, and then there's the river, and then a little ways out into the river is a rock island, just because the river's low, so there's essentially a rock island. So we thought, well, let's go out there, and so we, you can really walk, but we walked, swam our way out to this little rock island, and we sat there enjoying the peaceful morning, and we were trying to skip rocks across the river. Some of them went plonk, but some of them and as we were sorting through the rocks to try to find you know the very nice skipping stones I found a rock which I have in my pocket which you can't see but I'll show it to you later if you want to see it um, that has on it on both sides a perfect cross and so I found this rock, and I got really excited, and I said to my daughter, I should tell people I saw Jesus at the river today. <laughs> but that did get me thinking, well, I do have to preach next week. <laughs> I do have to think of something to say. And it brought to mind one of my favorite scripture passages. And in the summer... We are choosing our own scriptures for the times that we're preaching. We don't have a whole series worked out for the, the Sundays here in July and the beginning of August. And so I did choose this passage from John about the disciples fishing and Jesus being on the beach. It's not a river. It's the Sea of Tiberias or the Sea of Galilee, depending But I like this. It's by the water. We've got a beach. And it mixes, this particular scripture reading, mixes the mundane of life, I think, with the extraordinary of life. It's relatable because it has a lot of ordinary details in it. It's also extraordinary. And I like this passage because it's relatable and it reminds me that sometimes ordinary love is extraordinary. I hope you'll see what I mean this morning. So we have this account at the close of the book of John where things are kind of getting back to normal. They're starting to be a little ordinary Simon Peter says he's going to go fishing. It doesn't say that this is the first time that he's going fishing since Jesus has been crucified and resurrected, but it's the first time we read about it. Life is getting back to normal. Simon Peter says, I'm going to go fishing, and the disciples that are with him say, we're going to go with you. 
So they go to go fishing. They spend the whole night fishing. And they don't catch anything. And I don't know that much about fishing, but I do have a son who likes to fish, and I have been known to make the joke, they shouldn't call it fishing, they should call it casting. (laughs) So I think it's pretty normal that these disciples are not catching anything for a while. And then there's this voice from the beach that says, children, or in some translations, hey, lads, hey, boys. Have you caught anything to eat yet? And I say, no. And then this voice says, well, cast your net on the right side of the boat. And they do that. And the net is so full, it's almost bursting with big fish. They have an extraordinary catch. And because they have this extraordinary catch, one of the disciples says, oh, it's the Lord They recognize him. Peter, who's been stripped for work on the boat, gets real excited and he pulls on his outer garment and he jumps out of the boat and he runs about a hundred yards or so to the shore to see Jesus. And Jesus has a fire going and he is roasting fish and he is cooking bread. I don't know what kind of bread it is, but because it's on the fire, it makes me think maybe it's some flatbread that he's tossed together on the fire to go with the fish. And this is why I like this passage. This fish and this fire going, this breakfast happening. If you read some scholarly... Uh, exegesis or criticism of this passage, which I did, you may find, as I did, a common thread in trying to explain what this passage is about. And what I read is that this passage is about mission, that it's a metaphor. The, the disciples are out fishing. They're fishing essentially without Jesus, and they come up empty. This is a metaphor for mission, for the life of the church, trying to do things under their own power without Jesus. But when Jesus is there and they recognize him, they then can, through the power of Jesus, have this huge hall, essentially, a metaphorical hall for the mission, the work of the church. Well, that makes sense. But that's not why I like this passage. I like this passage because Jesus is cooking. It's relatable to me. I've been cooking for my family for 20 years. And I know some of you out there have been cooking for your families for way more than 20 years. But 20 years sounds short. (laughs) I like this because Jesus, who could be doing anything... In the Gospel of John here, after his resurrection, does a few very simple things. He shows up to Mary Magdalene and comforts her. He goes and greets his disciples with a greeting of peace, and he breathes the Holy Spirit on them. And if you were here when I talked about the breathing of the Holy Spirit, I think breathing is another one of those things that's both ordinary and extraordinary. 
And then he shows up again when Thomas is in the locked room. And what does he do for Thomas? He invites him to touch. No big signs and wonders, just touch. And here we have him making a simple breakfast for his friends who have been working all night. It's ordinary. It's relatable. I think it's a down-to-earth expression of love under extraordinary circumstances. Because after all, this is the resurrected Jesus doing the cooking. This is why I love this passage. A God who could do anything expresses love through Jesus making a meal on the beach. And that tells me, when I read this, that something that I've spent 20 years doing matters. If you've ever done a routine chore, and I know all of you have, in service to people you love, you know that sometimes it just gets old. I think I heard amen from that side of the room. And I will say that sometimes when I'm packing the kids' lunches in the morning and it's early, I do literally think, well, Jesus fed people. I'm feeding people. I think I can get these lunches packed. This is why point of view point of view in scripture interpretation matters. When we're talking about what we call hermeneutics, how we interpret our scripture, our personal point of view matters. When I read the scholarly interpretations of this particular passage, they don't make a big deal of this cooking. And I could have gone, well, that means it's not a big deal. But I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'm going to guess that they jumped over the cooking because they didn't spend 20 years or more preparing meals for their families. So they can jump over this and go right to the symbolic. But I like that Jesus is doing the cooking here. Because for me, it finds a sense of dignity in these routine and mundane tasks that we do. These servant tasks that we do when we care about other people. And I don't think it's unrelated to the idea of mission or the greater church. But you can't do mission, big mission, the big work of the church, without the small tasks that make things happen day to day. Small tasks like making meals. 
I know I've made a big deal about the fact that I've been cooking for a long, long time. And I do think I should just bring up that my husband does the dishes. (laughs) We will celebrate our 20th anniversary this summer, and that means he has been doing dishes for 20 years. And if he hadn't been doing the dishes, I wouldn't have been able to do the cooking. That's just the way it works. You can't show up to a kitchen full of dirty dishes and make a nice meal. But that is the way it works, these small moments of servant work that we do for the people we care about. And one of the ways that I do interpret Scripture when I know that I'm preparing to preach is that I look for what I like to call the call of the Scripture. What's it saying to me right now? And how do I see that it relates to our community? Does it have something that is meaningful in it for us right now? And that's what I saw in this account in John today with Jesus cooking over the fire on the beach. That these little everyday moments like breakfast, and this is a very simple breakfast. It's not on fine dishes on a big feast table. It is a fire on the beach with bread and fish. That these little moments matter. When they happen every day, we tend to think of them as regular, as not important. But they are fleeting. I do get tired of packing the kids' lunches. Because it feels like it's never going to end. But I do know that I don't know how many more lunches I have to pack for them. And each one is an expression of love. These little moments, ordinary moments, added together, all strung together, do create a big amount of love. The ordinary, everyday moments of servant love that we do for one another become an extraordinary amount of love that we are putting out into the world. I made a joke at the beginning about I met Jesus at the river, except it wasn't really a joke, because I think I did. (laughs) Because what happened when I found the rock was a reminder that I might just be sitting there on the beach, skipping stones, very ordinary fun we're having. But that ordinary moment of time spent together is just as important as anything else I could have been doing at that moment. So I was reminded of how important it is to connect in those little moments. And I think that that is part of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The disciples encountered the risen Christ again. We don't know in the gospel of John if it was the last time. There's a little note that says there were many more 
things that happen. But this moment on the beach of this meal of bread and fish was important enough in its ordinariness to be recorded. This week, may you encounter the extraordinary risen Christ in your ordinary moments. And may your ordinary moments be filled with love. Amen.